Did you know that the gifts of the Spirit and your ministry to others is a great place to practice hearing the voice of God? Tune in to today's broadcast of Wisdom for Living, and we're going to expound on that and bless you today. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Well, it's great to see you on another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in to these broadcasts every day. Um, trust they've been a blessing to you. And I, I, this is just, this time with you has been real precious to me. It's been special because we're talking about how to hear God's voice clearly, hearing God clearly. And we've, man, we've covered a lot of really good uh, ground that's, that I believe will help you do just that. We've been right in the middle of uh, talking about practical ways that you can hear from God. And we're going to pick back up with that today. So uh, I want to start off with a, with a funny. This is called the water trick. So a woman goes to the doctor, worried about her husband's temper. The doctor asks, what's the problem? The woman says, well, doctor, I don't know what to do. Every day my husband seems to lose his temper for no reason, and it scares me. And the doctor said, well, I have a cure for that. When it seems that your husband is getting angry, just take a glass of water, start swishing it in, around in your mouth. Just swish and swish and swish and swish, but don't swallow until he either leaves the room or he calms down. Two weeks later, the woman comes back to the doctor looking fresh and reborn. The woman said, Doctor, this was a brilliant idea. Every time my husband started losing his temper, I started swishing with water. I swished and swished and swished some more. And he calmed right down. How, how does a glass of water do that? The doctor said, well, the water itself, ma'am, does nothing. It's keeping your mouth shut that does the trick. <laughs> okay, don't be mad at me. Oh, all, my, all of my uh, female viewers, this is just a joke. All right, praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But it's funny, you got to laugh. Um, so Psalm 86 and... And verse 6 says, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? And you know, this is, this is a key to rejoicing again. It's a key to revival. It's a key to the, to the move of God in, in, our, in our lives when, when we're, just, we're just learning to hear from God. When we, when we make a priority of hearing God's voice. He said, uh, show us your mercy Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for He will speak peace to His people. I, I just want you to say that with me. I will hear. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. And uh, we, we've been, I've been sharing with you how it's, how it's important that, that we realize we can hear God's voice. You, you don't have to have walked with the Lord for years and years, though the longer you walk with the Lord, you, the more clear His voice becomes if you've been uh, spending time in the Word, if you've, been, if you've practiced following Him. So, so just some practical ways we've been talking about that, 
that help you, you and I to, to develop sensitivity to God's voice or grow in, in hearing God's voice is first of all inside your relationships. We've, we, we've spoken about that. Then also in, at, in your work relationships and work environment, uh, you can, that's a great place to practice hearing the voice of God. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I want to encourage you, this is, this is what we've got to do, guys. We've got to practice. You know, you go to the doctor's office or the dentist's office and, and, and they have what they call their business, they call a practice. You know what they're doing? They're practicing on you and me. Praise God. We need to practice uh, hearing God. And we can, you, the, the laboratory or environment that we do that in is, is in your relationships, in your work environment or school environment. And the third uh, area is in your ministry to others and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Man, when you're ministering to others and yielding to moving out in the gifts of the Spirit, it, it fine-tunes your hearing. Um, if you if you have a uh, just think about any kind of ministry that you're doing, uh, trusting that you're a part of a local church where you serve. Well, you know, let's say you're 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 serving at the at the door. You're the greeter in your church, and you see somebody who's scowling and they're just down and and you know they always they always have a negative word. And and you, and what 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 do you do? How how do you make a change in that person's life? Well, you pray, you listen. God, show me. And the next time they walk through this door, show me how how to minister to them. Show me, uh, give me a word for them to encourage them. And man, God will do that in, in your in the areas that you serve. If you're teaching a a, a Sunday school class, or you're teaching a a Bible study, or you're teaching in children's ministry or you're teaching um, in youth ministry or you're, you know, you're, you're sharing uh, the Word of God in, in some capacity, maybe one-on-one, just counseling someone. It's like, Lord, it's, a, it's such a great laboratory to hear God. It's like, Father, I know the Word, but I don't want to just give them you know, throw verses at them that, that I know to try to impress them. You, you, can't, you can't bless those you're trying to impress, my brother and sister. And so as you're spending time with, uh, as, you're, as you're ministering to other people, as you're serving other people, uh, you know, get outside of yourself and say, Lord, make me a blessing today. This is something that my wife and I do and we pray every day. Lord, make me a blessing. I, I want to be a blessing to those that I serve. I want to be a blessing to those that that uh, that that you bring into my life. Help me to help me to leave people better off than when I found them. And just that prayer, just, just say that with me, would you? Lord, make me a blessing today. Just just that prayer, that simple prayer. You're saying, "I'm available, Father." to be a blessing in, in every area that I serve. And then when you start connecting with people one-on-one, are, are, you, are you mentoring somebody? Are you pouring into someone's life? Are you, 
you know, meeting somebody for coffee on a regular basis? Do you you have a a social group that you meet with uh, on a regular basis? Uh, You know, man, these are are all areas that you can be available to hear God's voice to make a difference in that person's life. Man, there's been so many times that I've just been minding my own business, but I've, God... I just want to help help me to be a blessing today. All of a sudden, the Lord will zero me in on this one person that is just, I mean, they're just a bear. You know what I mean? They're kind of a bad news bear. They're, they're just rough or gruff or harsh with people and rude with people. And, and I, I remember one time we had this lady in our church and she was, a, you know, a really good servant, man. She would... She would serve people. She would, um, she would bless other people in, in, in the way she would serve. But, but in, her, in her attitude and in her, in her mannerisms toward them, um, many times uh, she would be harsh. She would be rude. And, and we're, always, we're always having these issues with her. And... I was I was going to have to correct her. Uh, a staff member and I were about to correct her and have to bring her in because she was causing problems with so many people in the church. And so we could, we brought her in and uh, in the office and we in time intended to say, look, what you've been doing here, it's just not working. You can't you can't treat people that way. You can't be talking to people. You know, she would condescend to people. She would get into fights with people. She would serve, but then she'd use that place to, you know, it would get into strife with folks, and it was just repetitive. Well, I brought my staff person in and said, well, we're going to have to correct her about this because it's just created too many problems. And so, but again, I'd made this prayer. I'd prayed this prayer. Father, make me a blessing. And so she comes in, she sits down, and I I started talking to her in the the moment words started coming out of my mouth, I just started telling her how much we appreciated her. I, I was just hearing the Lord telling me, God, uh, I want the Lord tell me, I want, I want you to, I want you to bless her. I want you to tell her, uh, not not flatter her. I want you to tell her the genuine things you appreciate about her service to others. And I began to do that. And man, my staff person just looked over me like this. Like, what are you doing, Pastor Greg? And, but I, I was surprised myself. But what happened was, you know, she'd been sitting outside of the office and she'd been dreading to come in because she thought she was uh, coming in like she was coming to a principal's office. And she just started, she burst out crying in my office and she said, Pastor Greg, I was so dreading this meeting. And, and all you did was come in and encourage me. I thought you were going to just, you know, kick me out of the church or, or you know, just uh, correct me harshly. And, and all you've done is just, is just bless me. And she said, I'm so sorry. She said, I've been so bad. I've been treating people so bad. And, and I didn't even have to correct her. <laughs> I didn't even have to. I didn't have to. I mean, you know, I was willing to, but God told me and I was listening to the Lord. And he told me to minister to her and encourage her. And then she, she started repenting. She, she just turned around. 
And it wasn't that she was perfect after that. But the bottom line is, guys, is, is you know, you get, you're going to accomplish a lot more with honey than you will with vinegar. And if we'll listen to the Lord, well, let me just ask, if we'll, if we'll listen to the Lord, He'll give us the right thing to say. But let me ask you this. How many of you love to be corrected? How many of you love to hear how you've messed up? Or how many of you love to hear how people believe in you? And so, man, listen to God. And the, yeah, there are times to confront people. But if, if you haven't made deposits in people's lives, you really haven't earned the right to confront them. So I just, uh, I've just made it my, my job and my heart, my goal. God, help me to bless other people. Help me to listen to you and follow you. And, and then what happens is that I, I, if I'm listening to the Lord, I follow Him instead of just what my pea brain figures out. Then it ends up blessing people. It ends up encouraging people. You know, and if, if, you're, if you are responsible for teaching, if you're responsible for doing a Bible study, if you're responsible for um, ministering in a church or in a jail or in senior citizens' uh, place than a uh, home, then if, you know, I don't know anything better that helps me to hear God than know that I have a responsibility to share the Word with somebody, to teach the Word of God. Man, it's like, if I... If I'm going to teach the Word, I want to know, God, what do you want to say to these people? You know, there's a lot of knowledge I have, but what do they need today? And so this is a laboratory for you to, for you to minister to other people. Is, is for you to hear God. Is, for you, is whenever you have opportunity to minister to others. If you're counseling somebody. If you're preparing a, a lesson to teach. If, if you're... If you're ministering one-on-one -on -one to somebody, Lord, help me to help them. Help me to bless them. And even in the instance that I gave about this woman, uh, Lord, it, when I'm correcting her, help me, help me to bless her. I've had people leave my office and tell my secretary, I think Pastor Greg just corrected me. <laughs> because the way I corrected them, I always left them better off. I left them with, with hope. It's like when you're when you're correcting your children. You don't tell them you're a bad boy or bad girl. You just, tell, you just share with them, look, what you did was wrong, and here's the consequences, but look, you're better than that. And that's what people need to hear. And, and we, we need to see past people's flesh, past the, their dirt. The, the parable uh, in, in Matthew uh, chapter 13 about, about the man that, that found the treasure in the field. And he went and sold everything he had to buy the field to get the treasure. And the man that found the pearl of great price, and he sold everything he had to get that pearl. Uh, that wasn't, you know, people preach and teach that, that that was, um, that, that, that the pearl of great price and the treasure was Jesus. Well, certainly he is a treasure. And certainly he is worth more than any pearl or, or any amount of pearls. But, but the reality is, if you and I were the man that went to sell everything to buy and get the treasure, we, don't, we, we didn't have enough to buy Jesus. We, we don't have enough. That was the issue. 
We, did, we, we couldn't redeem ourselves. But Jesus saw the treasure in us. And He bought the dirt. He bought flesh to get to the treasure. And if you're going to minister to people and hear God about how to really minister to them, you have to see past their dirt. You can't know them after the flesh. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And so, you know, that's our job is to mine the new creation potential out of people. But, but you can't get there. You can't accomplish that if, if, if you don't read verse 16. Verse 16 says, Wherefore, henceforth, we know we no man after the flesh. Well, what are you saying, Pastor Greg? Here's what I'm saying. It, our job as ministers in, in, our, in ministering to others, huh? and I'm not talking about ministers that get paid for a living. I'm talking about you and me. We're ministers who are taking the life of Jesus and ministering it to others. If we're going to be effective in that, if we're going to be successful, if we're going to help people, if we're, we, we've got to hear God. And if you're going to hear God, about what that person needs, you have to get his vision to see past their dirt, past their flesh, past their mistakes, past their failures. If you get stuck at their failures, uh, moms, listen to me. If you get stuck at your husband's weaknesses or your children's weaknesses, you cannot help them fulfill their new creation potential. And you cannot hear God about them. Ministry to others is one of the greatest laboratories that we have to hear God and to hear His voice. It's just, it's just powerful. And then, and then the gifts of the Spirit. You know, the, these gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, they belong to each one of us. In, in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about all of the gifts that are available to, to you and me. And in, ver, in, in verse 1, he, he, he starts out by saying, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. So why is he saying that? Because you've got gifts I don't want you to be ignorant about because these gifts will help you to minister to other people. And he goes on to talk about the, the gifts and he tells us to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the self-same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So, He's just telling you here, these gifts are available to us. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest places of learning to hear from God, the greatest, one of the greatest laboratories to learn to hear from God is, is in operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And, and you, know, you may or may not have seen the gifts operate in a church service. I mean, it, it's, good to, it's good to have churches that believe in the gifts of the Spirit. If the gifts are manifesting, then then it gives you and I hope or it gives us a model that we can act on in our individual lives. But the bottom line is that, that God wants to take ministry outside of the four walls of the church 
and to minister to others. And one of the ways He does that is in the gifts of the Spirit. And one of the ways that, that the Lord, uh, that you can develop in your hearing and hearing God's voice is by operating in the gifts. In, in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Uh, he, he's saying works, work, working miracles, in other words, that's one of the gifts of the Spirit, and all of the other gifts of the Spirit, it comes by the hearing of faith. And it says, he who supplies the Spirit to you, that word supply there in the Greek is the word epikoriego, where we get the word choreography. So what is he saying? If you want to know the choreography of the Spirit, if you want to know what the Spirit is doing and what He's saying, practice hearing God. This is a great laboratory. This is a, this is a, a phenomenal place to learn to hear, hear God is in, is, is in operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And I've got so many examples of that. I was, uh, I was in a preaching and a uh, teaching in a service one time, and and um, I, I I was uh, about to my th uh, third point of my message, and I noticed a couple came in, and they uh, they were an interracial couple, and they came in about two thirds of the way of the service, and they sat down, and. And I just noticed that they came in. I'd never seen them before. And, I, and, and then I looked down back at my notes and I couldn't read anything on my notes. It just all jumbled together. I couldn't read it. I looked at my Bible and I couldn't, couldn't read the Bible. I took my glasses off and it was worse. And now I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, God, what do I do? I can't. Now I can't even remember what I was preaching about. And so I just stopped and I said, you know, you know, Lord, what do I do? And then I, I just had this thought. I said, guys, let's just worship, stop and worship the Lord here a minute. I didn't tell anybody I, I couldn't read. I didn't tell anybody I forgot my message. I just, let's just worship God for a minute. And while, while I took time to stop and worship God, I heard the Lord say, I want you to pray for that couple. And so... I can't read. I can't remember what I was preaching. So I, what, what do you have to lose? And so I just said, you know, I don't mean to embarrass you, a couple on the back row, but would you guys stand up? We'd just like to pray for you. And they, they stood up and I had, there were a couple uh, families just gathered around them. And I just, uh, I, just, I, I just started to pray for them. And then I spoke to the man. And, I, and I, all of a sudden I got a word of knowledge. And it was like, uh, tell him he's a prince. He's a potential leader in the kingdom and that he's been running from God. His parents have been praying for him. And if he'll turn to the Lord, God will restore his life. And he just started shaking and trembling. And then, then, I, then I started to pray for her and I, and I spoke and, and then God showed me. He, he said, you know, tell her that she's lost something very precious and if she'll turn her heart to the Lord. It'll be restored. And man, she, she just fell on the floor in a heap of tears. Well, my, minute, my ministry, my message was over, but my, the ministry had just begun because I heard from God. 
when I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't. I couldn't even remember what I was preaching on. Uh, and, and, and come to find out, this this couple were both. They were both hardcore heroin addicts. Uh, the man had been saved. His parents were Baptist deacons that had been praying for him, um, and he came back to the Lord. Uh, she she received the Lord that day, but they woke up that morning having almost overdosed, and they said, "We got to give God one more chance." And they came into the service, and because I was made my, decided, I'm going to make myself a blessing, and when, when I didn't know what to do, and when the words jumbled together, and I couldn't remember. I have the Holy Spirit. And, and, and God, God told me to pray for them. And then He gave me words of wisdom, words of, words of knowledge about them. And, and uh, th- this, this woman had a, had a daughter named Sonny and she had lost because of her drug abuse. Uh, the long of short of it is they got married. She got her daughter back and that couple became the greatest evangelist in our church. And it's all because of the gifts of the Spirit. Guys, you know, how difficult is it for you to ask somebody, can I pray for you? And then, and then watch and see while you're praying for someone how God will speak to you and many times give you a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of healing, will minister life. Listen, you can hear God and operating in the gifts of the Spirit is a great way to practice hearing God's voice. Thanks for tuning in today to Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, Hearing God Clearly, is available in a 10-disc CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. You know, the Bible tells us that if you've received spiritual things from those that teach, um, it's, it's reasonable that you would so material, uh, material things or finances. And, and I just want to challenge you today. If you've, if, if you've been blessed by wisdom for living, if you've learned about more about hearing God's voice, uh, I encourage you, uh, follow His voice and invest in our ministry. Just go to gregmore.com. We'd love to have you partner with us. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. On our website, you'll find Greg's latest book release, free teachings, as well as many other resources. You'll be able to access his blogs, quotes of wisdom, and funnies of the week. While there, please connect with us and let us know how you or a loved one has been blessed by this ministry. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. Your finances is is a huge laboratory for you to learn how to hear from God, where you take the revenue that God brings in, the blessings that He brings in. Father, what part of this am I to sow with? And then where do I sow? And I can tell you that where He's going to lead you to sow 
you're going to be cheerful about. It's going to be someplace that you have joy. And then what part is, what part is bread for my needs? And don't feel guilty to go on that vacation. Don't feel guilty to buy that car or whatever he's, or that piece of furniture or whatever's in your heart. And don't feel guilty about not giving where you don't have joy. Man, this is a great practice place for learning to hear God's voice. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.